Wishing Day by Lauren Miracle. Chapter 25. Clara, Clara, Clara. Spring arrived for good. Aunt Vera scolded Daria for wearing such short skirts, while Aunt Elena stuck up for her, saying, Oh, Vera, you're only young once, and Daria, you have a darling figure. If you've got it, flaunt it. That's what I say. Daria shot Natasha an amused look, which Natasha did her best to ignore. Oh, what a darling figure you have, Daria whispered to Natasha as Natasha collected her breakfast dishes and took them to the sink. At 7.45, when Natasha shrugged into her jean jacket, opened the front door, and promptly shrugged her jacket off because she didn't need it, Darius said, Much better. You have such a darling figure. You need to show it off. I'm not showing off my figure, Natasha protested. It's hot, Daria. Oh, I know, Darius said. The weather, not me. I don't need a jacket. Oh, I know, Daria repeated. Natasha laughed despite herself. She, like the last icy bits of snow, had gradually thawed, and she was no longer furious at her sisters. She no longer felt trapped behind a glass wall. She didn't feel as if things were all the way back to normal, though. Ava, Natasha said, her hand on the back door knob. Ava glanced up blankly. Then she formed her mouth into a smile. Oh, sorry. Bye. Have a good day. Natasha sighed. Thanks, she said. You too. She vowed to smooth things out between them today. See you after school. Ava wasn't at the table doing homework when Natasha came home, however. She wasn't in her room, either. When the sun began to set and Ava was still missing, Aunt Vera said, You girls, what has gotten into you these past few weeks? Has adolescence hit all three of you at once? Daria huffed. I am not going through adolescence, she declared. I am so past that stage. Good to know, Natasha said. Yep. If that's why you're only eating the marshmallows from your bowl of Lucky Charms. Daria, Aunt Vera exclaimed. Dinner is in less than an hour. You do not need a snack less than an hour before dinner. Yeah, Daria, Natasha said. Daria stuck out her tongue and Natasha commented on what a grown-up and mature tongue she had. Daria, put away the lucky charms, Aunt Vera said. Natasha, go find your little sister. And Elena, really? Are you eating a bowl of lucky charms too? Just the marshmallows, Aunt Elena protested. Emily started it. Everyone looked at her. Natasha felt a shiver move through the house. Aunt Elena laughed and smacked her forehead with her palm. Natasha started it. Hunger pains are making me talk nonsense. Annalena, I didn't start anything, Natasha said. Right, see, more proof that I need real food. 
Aunt Elena, who is Emily? Aunt Elena frowned. No one, Aunt Vera said. Papa said Mama had an invisible friend, Natasha said. I mean, an imaginary friend, her voice shook. Was Emily Mama's imaginary friend? Natasha, Aunt Elena said. She faltered. I don't know. Truly, the name Emily, when I think too hard about it, I hit a blank space, and yet sometimes the name just slips out of my mouth. Aunt Elena turned to Aunt Vera. Vera, did Clara have an imaginary friend named Emily? There is no Emily. There was no Emily. There never will be an Emily, Aunt Vera said. Her eyes were rabbity. When Clara started on about Emily, that's when she, when she, when she what, Natasha said. That's when we started to lose her, Aunt Vera cried. She made up this Emily, but I don't know why, since it only distressed her. She got so worked up, insisted that Emily was real, only she wasn't. I don't understand, Natasha said. We're not discussing it, Aunt Vera said. I'm sorry, but we're not. And Elena... I'd appreciate it if you would show more control. You say her name too, Annalena whispered. I'm not the only one. Then we'll both stop, Aunt Vera said sharply. We will all stop. Understood? Daria rolled her eyes. Natasha pushed her chair back from the kitchen table, feeling woozy. She headed outside and from there across the yard. The door to Papa's workshop was cracked. Natasha knocked lightly and went in. Natasha, Papa said. He gave her a tired smile. How's the... What is it you're studying? The civil rights movement? That was last semester. Papa nodded. You gave a report on Rosa Parks. That was Daria. I did mine on Martin Luther King. I have a dream speech. Ah, Your mother loved that speech. Natasha felt itchy. She came out here with the intention of asking Papa about Emily, hoping he might give her an actual answer instead of snapping at everyone. But now it felt easier not to. She scanned the room. Have you seen Ava? Papa rubbed the back of his neck. Ava, he repeated, let me think. I saw her this morning, or was that yesterday? Come to think of it, what day is it today? It's Friday, Papa, May 2nd. Friday, May 2nd was the deadline for the Young Writers Contest. Ava had wanted Natasha to enter. Maybe she should just enter the darn thing and make Ava happy, except, no, duh, it was too late. She needed to talk things out with Ava, though. She wasn't Ava's mother, but she was Ava's big sister. Maybe Ava felt like she needed Natasha's approval, kind of. And maybe Natasha had been withholding it, kind of on purpose, kind of not. If you see Ava, tell her to go to the house, Natasha said. It's getting close to dinner time. 
I will, Papa said obediently. In about half an hour, you'll need to come in too, he nodded. We're having meatloaf, she felt compelled to add. You like meatloaf. Who made it? Aunt Vera, but Aunt Elena made that sauce for on top. The zesty sauce. Good. He chuckled, and Natasha looked at him keenly. Nobody had called Aunt Elena's sauce zesty sauce in a long time. They used to joke about it, though, didn't they? You're horrible, Natasha remembered Aunt Elena Elena telling Papa with a laugh. Or rather, Natasha saw the scene in her head like something from a movie. Mama, Papa, the aunts, all seated around the table. A toddler, Daria, perched proudly in a booster seat. A baby, Ava, wedged into a high chair. Aunt Elena would have been young. She'd have been so proud of her contribution to the meal, which she would have brought from whatever tiny apartment she'd been living in at the time. It's called meatloaf with zesty sauce. So that's what we should call it, Aunt Elena had insisted. Papa, impossibly tall and handsome, had said, Out of respect. Absolutely. Oh, shush, Nate, Aunt Elena said, throwing her wadded-up napkin at him. For a moment, the memory felt so real that Natasha could have sworn it happened yesterday. Then it slipped away, and she was left with an enormous sense of loss. She had to move. She turned on her heel and strode towards the door of the workshop. Ava, she went up to the top of Willow Hill, Papa said abruptly. Natasha turned around. Are you sure, Papa? Papa nodded. She told me so. Said she wanted to see things from way up high. That sounded like Ava, all right. Okay, Natasha said. I'll go get her. Thanks, Papa. The sky was the color of plums as Natasha hiked the steep, brambly path to Willow Tree. She saw her first star of the night and on autopilot, she silently recited the poem Mama had taught her long ago. Starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight. I wish I may, I wish I might have this wish I wish tonight. She stopped there. She made no wish. Motion caught her eye, and she turned toward the majestic weeping willow tree. Its branches were feathered with small buds, which in the daylight were a light shimmery green. In the dark, they looked ghostly, but beautiful. Within the canopy of branches, Ava twirled, her arms out and her face uplifted. Like the willow, she looked ghostly, but beautiful. Ava, Natasha called out. Ava stopped. She lowered her arms and stared at Natasha. Wind stirred the drooping branches, and Ava's hair fluttered and clung to her face. Goosebumps rose on Natasha's arms because the breeze didn't reach her, not even the slightest whisper. Ava, Natasha said, She wrapped her arms around her ribs. Ava! 
Oh, Ava said. She pushed through the curtain of buds and leaves and approached Natasha. A twig clung to her tangled hair. Natasha reached to pluck it out, but changed her mind. She drew her hand to her own mouth instead. parting her lips and pressing her thumb to her teeth. I was spinning, Ava said. I saw. I was imagining I was a fairy, she said. She paused. You think that's dumb, I know. No, I don't. You do, she sounded resigned. Natasha pressed her fingers against her brow bones and closed her eyes. When she opened them, she said... Are you mad at me, Ava? You're mad, I can tell. Ava brushed past Natasha and started down the hill. We should go. That's why you came, right? To tell me it's time for dinner? Ava's stride was resolute. Her shoulders, shoulder blades were visible beneath the t-shirt, and her hips were narrow. She was 12 years old, but the tags in her clothes said size 10. When Natasha was 12, she wore a size 14. She followed Ava, keeping a small gap between them. Is it the writer's contest? Are you mad because I wouldn't enter it? Ava stopped, whirled around, and said, I'm mad because you don't believe in magic anymore. Then she whirled back and started marching again. Oh, Natasha thought as the pieces fell together. Because of the wishes, the notes, and Stanley. Ava cared about the contest. Natasha was sure of it. But she also wanted to believe in a world where wishes came true. Once upon a time, Natasha allowed herself to want that too. Then everything fell apart. And it was all so embarrassing and wrong and hurt so much. Ava, wait, Natasha said. She batted away a branch that Ava easily ducked under. It's all right, Ava said. It doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Of course it does. Ava's shoulders hunched up and down. I want to believe in magic, Natasha said. I just... She stubbed her toe on a root, then jumped out of nowhere. Ow, she said. Seriously, Ava... Will you st slow down and stop barging forward like an elephant? See, Ava said, my point exactly. Ava, I have no idea what you're talking about. You say things like how I'm an elephant, which no one else would ever say because they wouldn't think of it. But you act like it's better to be boring and make oatmeal and stick your tongue out your very own wishes. Natasha's face flamed. That is what you wished for, isn't it? Ava said, still not turning around. To be a famous writer? No, Natasha said. It sounded like a lie, even though it wasn't. Okay, whatever, Ava said. Without missing a beat, she said, What are we having for dinner? If it's meatloaf, I hope Annalena made the yummy sauce for it. Natasha grabbed Ava's arm. Ava shook her off. They were almost home, and the cheerful lights of the house 
bobbed in and out of sight as they stumbled down the winding trail. Well, Natasha stumbled. Ava was so sure-footed as a gazelle. An elephant or a gazelle? An annoying voice inside her head asked. Oatmeal or meatloaf? Tongue in or tongue out? Oh, shut up, she said out loud. Ava turned around and shot Natasha a wounded look. No, not you, Natasha said. Me, I was telling myself to shut up. Ava was already facing forward. She shook her head and didn't speak. Fine, Natasha cried. She threw up her hands and a thorn sliced the skin below her knuckles. Of course it did. I should have entered the contest. You win. Will you please slow down? Ava halted abruptly. Natasha crashed into her. Not to be rude, Ava said, but I think you're the elephant. Ha ha, Natasha sucked the cut on her hand. Her blood was warm. A grin split Ava's face. It transformed her. She was Natasha's sister again, but not not some ghost-gazelle-elephant hybrid. I'm glad about the contest, though. Plus, it's lucky. Want to know why? Why? Because today's the deadline, Natasha frowned, which means I missed it. How is that lucky? Ava looped her arm through Natasha's. The trail widened as it broke into open space, and Ava bounced forward pulling Natasha along her, alongside her. It's lucky because I entered for you. Aren't I awesome? Excuse me? Yep, Ava said. I entered the story about the shy girl, since that's the only one you finished. The winner will be announced in three weeks. Are you so happy? Do you love me? Do you want to smother me with kisses? No, yes, and no. Ava, did you fake all of this? All along, were you pretending to be mad just to get me to enter the contest? Ava thought about it. I was mad because I was mad. I was sad, too. But I feel better now, and I'm hungry, aren't you? The moon lit the yard, and Natasha saw her reflection in Ava's eyes. Did Ava see herself in Natasha's eyes? You can hug me if you want, Ava offered. No thanks. Then I'll hug you, Ava said. And she did.